Vicious. Good evening. Welcome to New York Talk. We have a Rotherham United podcast and we have another win to talk about. This is the episodes we like doing. 2-0 away win to go 5 unbeaten. I only concede two goals in that spell as well. Uh, ending uh, well, ending before the next international break with a with very good run of, fix, run of results. Going into a very tough run of fixtures of what will follow the international break. We have four people with us. We have myself, Matt. We have Mick. In the top right of the screen, if everybody can see. Hello, Mick. Unless you're listening Hello. to audio, you won't be able to see. But Mick, and if you look at the top right of your screen, you won't see Mick. Um, Ben's Ben's with us. Ben's going to have his tea, so apologies to any chewing noises. Scallop <laughs> rice for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scallop, scallop. Some rice. Apologies. Obviously, didn't make it himself. So why would it? We're not doing all day. I mean, that was that was. I'm sure that's what everybody wanted to hear was you chewing your food. No, nobody could have what you said. I've been on train all day. Okay. Hard work, sat down all the time. And Danny's with us as well. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, and good evening to everybody watching on live on YouTube. And uh, hello to everyone listening on audio as well. Yep, absolutely. So if you're watching on YouTube or we're live on Facebook tonight, so if you want to send us a comment in, question, anything like that, then we will happily get you involved as and when we can. Um, so like I said, we are 2-0 victories, 2-0 victory over Cheltenham Town. Um... Mick, it's sort of like the Wimbledon game. Not an amazing performance, but we did what we, in the first half. But we did absolutely everything we needed to do to get a result. And I suppose the pressure we put on them just told in the end. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, boys against men, I guess, really, weren't it? I suppose. Mm. It, it, we, we just, we did a job on them. We did a job, like you said, the performance wasn't sparkling um, at all. Was it dads and lads? Uh, yeah, basically, dads and lads football. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for your input on that one, Ben. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah. We just we just did a job on them. That we that we, we were never really we never really pushed ourselves, did we? Let's be fair. Um, it was it was a very comfortable performance, comfortable win without anybody particularly excelling. I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, yeah, a good day, Danny. Very, very good day. Any away day is a good day when you win, but to hit the other goals we did were pretty good goals as well. First was comedy, but a good striker's goal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a, uh, a poacher's goal from Greg, but that's what we've signed him for. I think we've been lacking a player of his... Um, what's the word? Of his calibre for quite a long time. Like I've seen a lot of people say on Twitter that it's um, the, the guy we've been missing since Lafondre left. Mm. Um, now, of course, I wasn't at the football games at that time because I couldn't afford to go. Um, but I'll take everyone's word for it. It's probably the best thing since Lafondre sliced bread. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, Will Grigg has opened the tap now and hopefully the tap becomes a torrent and he gets a fair number of goals now because he looks like he could get at least 15 this season if he carries on the way he is. Yeah, let's start with him then, Ben. Uh, Will Grigg, like I said, 2-2 two two now and... We saw, we see even the best strikers in the world that once they get a goal, that they can go on and get bigger, bigger, and better things. And we've talked about Kane in the in the Euros a lot. Once he got his first goal, he was a different player. 
and that's hopefully going to be the case with Greg that he's got his now now two goals in two games. You can see going from strength to strength. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I hope he's not going to be a different player because he's been one of the best players I've seen well. play. But <laughs> I hope he's not going to be a different player. I think that's just an excuse that people use because when players are so good, like they they'll get one goal, but for them to not get a goal in three games is kind of <laughs> the scallops have acted, Mike. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? When uh, say Kane and get a goal in three games, that's very unusual. Mm-hmm. But it's usual for him to score yeah. twenty a season. So he'll, he'll go three games without it. He'll get one, and then he'll score twenty. Mm-hmm. And people say, "Oh, well, he'll got one till then he got the confidence." No, he's just that good of a player that he usually scores twenty goals. Just he had a very, he's just had a very weird start, if that makes sense. So I think he's going to stay the same. I think he's going to stay consistent. I think he's going to score goals. Player. I'm not convinced it's a lot to do with the fact that he's not scored. I think it's to do with the fact that he hasn't played. Yeah, you know, he's not played for virtually a yeah. year, um, and 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 coming into professional football at any level, well, football at any level, if you've not played, you know, it takes you a while to get sport. up to speed and sport get any level. A game. So sport at any level, yes, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, David Bateman's with us. Hi, guys. Fantastic result yesterday. Yeah, absolutely fantastic result. Um, yeah. Smithy Bake, we'll talk, we're going to talk about plenty of different players. Smithy didn't have his best game yesterday, and he's allowed that. I'm not going to sit here and say I can't really play that way. And he didn't play badly. He just wasn't quite in the heights he'd hit in the past few games. But then at the same time, it was a great foil for Grigg. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know, so, I mean, I've said, I've said this right from the start. Smithy's useless. We said it last podcast. He's absolute garbage, um, and, and to be fair, because I mean, he's, he's sort of opened a few people's eyes this season uh, outside the club, uh, and hopefully, coming to they've all gone on to Cheltenham to to watch him perform, um, and they'll have seen what a crap player he is. So, you know, we don't need, you don't need him. Just leave him leave him with us. We'll deal with lad. You know, we'll let him see his career out with us, and he can he can just sort of wind it up wind it up with us. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're right. He didn't have a particularly good game. He struggled to get in into it. He he, he struggled to win any. They headers. doubled up, didn't they? Yeah, certainly at first half. Um, That's what we said, though. This is what happens. What happens when you double someone up? Well, there's somebody else is free, then, aren't they? Who scored? So, Greg. Like, yeah, it's not a coincidence. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Smithy played bad and Greg scores. I don't think it's a coincidence. Hmm. And, and moving forward. Moving forward, that's going to cause defences and teams a lot of problems because they're going to have to double up on both of them. Um, yeah. and, and there's one or two others that might be able to bank ball it back at net. You double up on both of them, look how much space you got on wings. I mean, it happened yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah, don't yeah. want Chio running that year or Miller when he doesn't decide to put somebody. <laughs> no. I think, well, I'm sure we'll move on to substitutions, but I think that were really harsh awarded that. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we'll, come on to it. we'll come on to it. We'll, we'll come, come on, on to it. it anyway. <laughs> um, I think that one of the things that's back on Smith, Danny, is that we've, he's put himself his level such such a high level that that chance he had in the second half, I were almost disappointed he didn't score because I just assumed that the, the form he's in, that was going to be back at net. It just didn't quite work for him. No, and I mean, 
the one bit you can take from it is that he sent the defender for an early bath, didn't he? Yeah. It, it, that, that defender went sliding off down the pitch, which I thought were hilarious. But it's one of them things where he gets into that position and you, in the back of your mind, you sort of know that he has that ability, so he probably will mm. score. But it sort of makes it quite as disappointing that he didn't. They like he didn't have enough fight on it and their keeper saved it. Um, but the, the way I looked at it, it was a little bit like... Um, Jeff Hurst in the World Cup final. He's gone down that end and he's gone, right, if I blaze it over, it doesn't matter because it wastes a bit of time. If I, if I score, I score. And he mm. scored and Michael Smith didn't. But it was that similar sort of thing of it didn't really matter if he didn't score because we were 2-0 up and like with, what, three minutes left, if that. Yeah. So it is disappointing that he didn't score again and increase his tally. But at the same time, it's not that big of an issue because the game was done and dusted anyway, really. Yeah, yeah, it will. Uh, let's talk about the first goal in a bit more detail, Ben. Um, this is what this is where Will Grigg has made his money. He, he moved to he moved to Sunderland for a lot of money, and this is one of the reasons why he scored from literally on the line. But it was the only person in in, in Redford for Cheltenham and, and, and Gray for us. It was the only player that was anywhere near predicting the keeper might make a mistake. Not even predicting, just you know, hoping that he did make a mistake. He, and he got his just rewards. He fully deserves that. He's taking that risk. It's not, it's not even a risk, is it? But to be doing no. that, he's got his just rewards. I mean, if you look at... Oh, I'm going to indigestion. I'm sorry if I've... Don't sorry. Know. No, you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got them scallops still alive, Ben? Is that why you're having a <laughs> with it? I have no idea. <laughs> but if you look at every time we have a shot, look where Grig is. He's always in the middle of the pitch from the penalty spot. Always after every single shot. And I think it's a coincidence that he scored from that because he's there every single time I have a shot when no one else isn't. So, yeah, I mean, he's the only person probably Bardi would score that type of goal. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a very... It's a good goal. It's such a smart goal. It's a crap goal in the centre. Do you know what I mean? It's a very smart goal. Like you don't see when was the last time someone scored a goal like that was. It's, it's interesting. You, you know, you watch uh, you watch the highlights of it, and there's on one of the highlights I've seen there's a there's a camera angle from behind the goal, uh, and you can see Greg move out with the line. Um, obviously, as 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 the, as the line moves up, he moves up with it. But he's constantly watching over his shoulder. He's looking over his shoulder, and as soon as that shot is struck, he's gone. He's mm. turned. Everybody else is still moving out. He's already turned. Look, look you know, at where he ends on the veg goal as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, he moves out with the line, keeps himself on side, and as soon as the shot struck, he's, um, he's, he's, he's turned and gone uh, and left everybody else for dead. There's nobody, nobody, if you look at him when he puts that ball back in there, there's nobody within five yards of him. It, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, but but that's, as Ben says there, you know, that is the intelligence of a, of a striker of that, of that calibre. And and you mentioned Alfie earlier on. That's exactly what Alfie would have done. I think it comes yeah, down yeah. to experience as well because players of that um, playing style are all of, like, they, they all have a, a, a fair bit of experience to them, like, like Ben says with Vardy and then you've got Billy Sharp yep. at Sheffield United who's a similar calibre and now yeah. we will, Greg, they all have the experience of and the knowledge to know keep them out, spill that. Oh, I can tap it in on the goal line. Easy as that. Yeah. And, I really hope that, because Freddie's a sort of poacher as well, but he doesn't put in the work to do it. So I really, really hope Freddie looks at Grid and goes, I need to be like him, I need to be more active. And Freddie might start bagging as much as those three have in the past as well. 
Because it's no mistake that you score. It doesn't matter where you score, it's still a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a yard off the line or 30 yards away. A goal's a goal, but you get more goals inside the penalty area, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but there's nothing to take away. We can give we, we, a lot of credit. It was an absolutely stinky mistake from keeper Danny. And I feel yeah. a bit sorry. He's Rotherham boy born in Rotherham. I mean, if you pick plays, you don't want to win with I suppose from that point of view, it's a bit of it's you know want it want to score a world like Reggie did, but keeper's got to do better. He's got to look at himself in the mirror there. Yeah, I mean it is a bit of a clanger, but he had a really good first half mm. for their yeah. keeper. Um because Rathbun's effort was a clear goal unless he got his hand to it. Um sadly like within the opening minute. Nearly had a goal as well, but the keeper saved it. So I think the keeper had a, a good first half. But, you know, you, you can, we all make mistakes, don't we? It's like, I'm not personally blaming him for it because he's a good keeper. And like I say, he's a Rotherham boy as well. So it's not right to bash a Rotherham boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, you can say he needs to do a little bit better. But end of the day, it's a goal for us. So, yeah. Unlucky, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, ben, you disappeared and came back. You've seen, I think you've got put him up under. We got. I think Nick knows what I've got. Um, rice pudding. Rice pudding. Rice pudding. Rice pudding. Yeah, rice pudding. mother. He hasn't got any no. jam in it. What are you playing at? I I completely agree. Dave. I'm not gonna lie. What? You need you need what? jam in that. Correct. Teaspoon of jam what? in that. You put what? jam in. It's, you can't strawberry drunk of any. You're it allergic to it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Danny, Danny's 100% right. Spoonful of for you, I assume, raspberry jam. Put it in, mix it in, mix it in. Boom, mm. off you go. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank you. You've got to warm it up. The raspberry's got to be warm. You can't just have cold rice pudding. It's got to be warm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's got to be warm. Straight out of There's these magic things called microwaves. Oh, yeah, no, that's how I warm it feel. <laughs> but this is not. This, no, this is cold. Two choice. You need to get your... You need to get your normality. Isn't... Until you've tried it, Ben, don't come at us. I have. I've had warm rice pudding. Nothing on this. It's <laughs> <laughs> not by not chance Ambrosia rice pudding at it, Tin, is it? Oh, no, no, no. None of that crap. This is home. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome to uh, the Rotherham United podcast. <laughs> Food review. Food review. <laughs> yeah, the rice pudding edition. Yeah, that's well, just interesting. I, I, I feel like I needed to ask a question. I had no. I'm going some dark chocolate as well after if anyone cares. No, no, we don't. Well, I'm interested. I don't like dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's horrendous. Anyway, moving on. You're horrendous. Um, let's talk about Cheltenham how they set up in the first half, Mick. Um, the way they set up suited us down to the ground. It completely suited us down to the ground. Because all that needs to happen, you get bar laser on ball, and you can just turn left, turn right, pop it out wide, and off we go. It, yeah. it, it didn't seem a very... And to be fair, Chilton first half did play quite well. Did all right. But they just played into our hands, it's it for me. Yeah, I don't know whether they've looked at us and thought that the central midfield three are, uh, you know, need to be need to be gaffered, and, and if they can gaffer them, you know, everything will be fine. But, I mean, the amount of space that certainly sadly are in that, uh, that first half I had on that right-hand side is just... I mean, it was ridiculous. Absolutely you ridiculous. Didn't know like, but whatever. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's. I think that's what come on to get sadly that much space if I've been. Yeah. You think they uh, chose Lena? But but they but they were unsure about this playing, would they? Hey, would you rather get sadly or Rathbone? I'd rather get sadly. Thank you very much. Let him try to take some one on one on one. Which he which he singularly failed to do yesterday. Um, he did get some yeah. balls into the box, but he he didn't. He wasn't taking any players on. 
it's what you get when you're playing a player out of position. He's, he's desperately trying to give Sadly a, a place in team and, and mm. none of the positions that he's played him in, certainly out wide, left or right, um, suit the way, the way he plays football. Uh, but going back to the question that you, 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 you put there, Matt, you're right. I mean, they gave us so much space out wide. Um, it, it was criminal, really. Um, and, and I imagine that Chio and, and Mikel Miller have been sat on the bench itching to get on. That's um, why they give so much space, in my opinion. I feel like if, we're not, if you're not playing the best player or one of the best players in Chio and you've got Sadio out there, let, 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 don't get Smith. Don't, it's not let it in middle towards Smith and Greg. Let Sadly go and beat us. Let, um, what's the player's name? What's his Ferguson. name? Ferguson go and beat us. Ferguson yeah. put some good balls in. Yeah, good game. Nearly made him pay. And I think yeah. if we had Gio on right wing, we'd have, we'd have, it'd have been a cricket score. But I think there was a good tactic on there for if I'm being honest. Not to criticise Sadly, I think it was a good tactic. Like make the worst player beat or make the weak link beat us. Well, he's yeah. not the worst player. That, even that was a hard. It was hard. Weak link. <laughs> make the weak link beat us. Ralph, but it's fat. He's back now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want Sadler to do well, Danny. And I don't know why. Well, it's because it's Rodham United play, that's why. But I really want him to do well. And whenever he comes on the pitch, he's just something missing. Like he didn't have that bravery yesterday to take on the man. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or whether he, or what. He just never he never tried to beat the man, really, did he? He tried to put a cross, but that, that step forward and that skill to beat the man, it never came and now had the space to do it. I think it was more down to their left back being able to stand up to Sadly more because Sadly isn't as as quick as Chio. I mean, anyone who thinks Sadly is quicker than Chio, you need to. Um, yeah. <laughs> you count yeah, your seconds wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Sadly is not a quicker wing. Quicker wing. Well, he's not quicker when he plays on the wing. Um, but I think their left back stood up to him really well. I mean, there was the odd occasion where I tried to take him on, but because he's not just that bit faster. Like, it's not it's not a, a knock or anything towards him, but it's just because he's not that bit faster. He sort of played into their left back a little bit more. But whenever Sadly got the ball and he was already beyond the left back, he played in some good balls into the box. And I think he is more of a natural crosser than Chio is. Like Chio could cross a ball, but Sadly, when he beats the man, does does cross the ball just a tad bit better. And that, that might be just my opinion, but anyway. Um, but yeah, Chio, um, Chio, Sadly playing out wide doesn't really suit him and that might be a confidence thing why he didn't do his best <clears throat> on Saturday. But um if whenever he came in field a little bit as well, he looked a little bit more natural. And that might be because he's he feels he's more natural as a cam or um just a little bit more further inside. But I, I, I don't I don't think it was a major issue with Sadly. Mm. I just think their left back stood up to him well. But sadly it did the job of tiring him out. And then when Chio yeah. came on, blitzed him. And then he just kept fouling him. And I saw the referee counting the number of fouls their left-back did on Chio. And he got to four. And it's like, how many fouls do you need for it to be a card ref? Is it like five strikes yeah. now? What's he doing? <laughs> yes, I enjoyed that. I like, that has brought him up, Mick. So let's have, let's have a quick mention at referee. Um, Darren Drysdale. And same as the referee on last Saturday. I think it's fair to... Give him the due. He had a solid game. It didn't do his wrong. Like Danny mentioned, there were plenty of fouls that could have been given. Booking, sorry, a couple of bookings. For the most part, where let's give praise where praise is due. I thought referee had a decent game. 
Yeah, it did. It did absolutely. I know. I know there were no there were no obvious howlers that I can recall throughout the game, and uh, and, and like you say, it's right that we do praise them um, when they have a good game because there are plenty of times when they don't. Uh, so yeah, no, I thought it played well. I thought it was a good game again. So that's not two on the trot, but certainly two Saturdays on the trot where we've had decent referees. Um, you know, I don't think we ever had that all last season in the Championship, did we? Probably not. No. Uh, you know, no. Yeah. He's a, he's a good, he's a decent referee, Drysdale. Um, and as he's shown, you wouldn't argue with him, would you? You wouldn't tell him he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alan Judge found that. I don't know, bless him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justifiable. Uh, well, Twenty minutes in, and we haven't mentioned Reg. So let's get on with it. Um, I want to talk about the build-up in a minute, but let's talk about the hit itself. Sweet as a nut, Danny. I mean, it just I, I don't know what I was going to say really, but. You, he couldn't have he couldn't have planned that better in his head, really, could he? No, I mean <clears throat> he said in his interview that he's just smacked it, um, and if he, and if he, that's his way of just smacking it, then fair play to him. I don't think what the play shot would be like for him. Um, but yeah, I thought he was solid in defence again, um, and the goal just really topped it off. It with a cherry on um, on his cake, really. Um, it it was a really sweet strike. He's Hit it with a lot of power, and um, but it, it was it was the knowledge of Smith just to go. Oh, he's there. Just passes it out wide. And then it's down to Reg to either go outside and get a ball in, or just smack it. And he just smacked it, and he scored. So fair play to him. We said when it happened yesterday, Ben, that we talked, we talked about um, Akeem Dolphin looking a bit like Semi in his, his style. The way he hit that ball, it reminded me of that first goal he scored against QPR. And when, he, when he, the second goal was last minute header, that goal then was almost a carbon copy of the goal that Semi scored against QPR. Yeah, he's not the player that Semi is though. No, I'm not saying, but that that goal itself just had oh, Semi all over it. I don't know. If, I've been. I've got to get second pudding, so I don't know if you've mentioned the pass from Greg. Beautiful pass from Greg. Not yet. No, I'm just talking about the hit first. Oh, it was a beautiful hit to the centre back. I mean, Jesus Christ! He shot a foot. Can't see. And then he went in bottom corner. <laughs> Great finish. Great finish. As he about to hit it, I thought, for God's sake. And then when he hit it, I was like, oh, it's got some power on this. I'm not going to lie, I thought it was Woody at first. I was like, oh my God, Woody's right foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very, it was just goals like that, Mick. They only have one so often. And you just yeah. got to enjoy him. For what, for what they are, he a lot of the ball sweet as that in his life. Again, in training probably. <laughs> Just got to sit back and enjoy it for him as well. It's just what a day, absolutely, hundred percent. And it's, it's what his performances over the last few few games have deserved as well. You know, I mean, he's been fantastic. He's come in and he's replaced Wes Harding or, or Michael Heckway, whichever one you want to you want to talk about. There, two two players who've been immense for us for the last two seasons, and they can't get back in because of him. You know, uh, and he's a young kid. What is he? 22, 23? Um, yeah. You know, he's on alone though, isn't he? He is on loan, yeah. Um, but you, that, that's a position where experience is everything. Or it's certainly 95% of what you do, experience. You, you really, really know to, need to know your onions there. And, and he's just he's taken to it like a duck to water, hasn't he? Um, yeah. and, and he's keeping some some quality quality players out of the team. So, you know, and, and, and that, just, that just sort of puts cherry on top of it, doesn't it? Lovely strike. It was. Uh, let's talk about the build-up, because the build-up was almost as good as a strike. 
Uh, the flip around the corner from Ben Wiles to start with. I mean, that man, Danny, that guy is, is genuinely going from strength to strength each game. Every game this season, he seems to be getting better and better. And that flip right corner will just smile. Well, you were crap at the start of the season. Not everybody. Not everybody, mate. 95% of people were. No, I don't think so. They're just really? I see all the time on Facebook. I don't know what planet you're like, on. Just Rotherham fans having a good moan. They always find something to moan about. Yeah. Yeah. Same people say we're crap a bit. Calling for player month. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. the flick round are coming from Wales. I mean, like you say, it's just going from strength to strength. And it's not just a, a thing of having the ability to do it. It's having the confidence to do it as well. If you've got the confidence just to go, I'm going to flick this around the corner and it's going to work, then it just goes to show how mature a footballer he is when he's only three months older than me and I'm only 22. You know, just to have that yeah. natural confidence just to go, oh, just flick it around the corner and we can get on with it. You know, that, that's something you only see at a championship in some Premier League club. Someone that young just to go, oh, I'll flick it and it'll work. So, yeah, yeah fair play to him going from strength to strength. He's a very mature footballer. And... Um, I hope he really does crack on, whether it's with us or at some point he moves onto a higher club and represents Rotherham as high as he can possibly go. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, you mentioned Will Griggs' setup for the first, for the second goal. I'll let you have your moment. Oh, beautiful. You know what's you know what's funny, Matt? I've been thinking about this. Every time he passes it out when he's in the box, it makes the defender think. He's gonna pass it out here, which gives him that little bit of space to shoot. And when he does want to shoot, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. little things like that that just make him such a good player. And it's a good pass. It's it was it was an alright pass. But for me, the way he does it, the pass it. When he turned around there, you had no idea what he was gonna do. Whether he was gonna take it right shoulder to his left foot or volley it to Smith or whatever, you know what I mean? And you just mm-hmm. Makes that defender hesitate the tiniest bit, and at that level, all that, that's all you need. With, with quality, when you're as good as Grig, anyway, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Join the Rippers with it on YouTube. This is what a game it was. Incredible from start to finish. Um, yeah. We were, and we had another message, email from Steve. So thank you very much. Everyone wants to get in touch with us on email, rufcpod. What's that? Like? Four hundred up. Four hundred up. Yeah. Steve's getting involved, and we appreciate. We like it. We like it when people get involved. That's what we're here for. He's uh, going to talk about the shot accuracy, but interestingly, matching it up from first half to second half. First half, he's mentioned 66% shot accuracy, 54% in the second half. So it go down, Mick. But that's not really a drop, really. You no, know, in, in shot accuracy terms, it's not really a drop in that in that no. sort of time. And it sort of point, as Steve mentions, it points towards us, our fitness going forward, going forward. Because in the second half, Cheltenham will look dead on the feet. And that's down to our intensity. Yeah, what what's accuracy counter on target? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of issues, isn't there, at play. And, you know, we, we talked about it previously. We talked about expected goals and various other things. And, and none of these things can you can take in isolation. You've got to take take them in the context of individual games, in, in, in the context of collections of games, in the context of the season. You know what I mean? Um, and and if, if that, that shot accuracy is increasing, that... Who knows what the reason is? It's not because we're taking less attempts on goal. So, mm. is it something to do with the training methods that we're using? Is it something to do with decision making in terms of when that attempt on goal is going to be taken? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Is it to do with the fact that the team is starting to gel together? You can see week on week, game on game, they're more and more joined up, aren't they? You know, from yeah. you know, you look at this team from three or four weeks ago uh, in comparison to the way that they played yesterday, and they probably may not have got that result yesterday because they weren't quite as developed as a team as they are now. So those 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 figures are probably potentially going to continue to improve. Until yeah. they get to a certain level, and obviously then that they'll they'll, they'll reach a ceiling. But um, I, I I do love these figures. I'm, I'm I'm I love stats. I really do. But you can't take individual statistics and, and build your house on them. You know, what I mean, you've got to take them in context and, and 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 with other with other things as well. So it's a good it's good that that's happening. It's good that the accuracy is is increasing because that means more goals. Yeah, um, but the thing is with stats, right? I don't like stats because that's <laughs> you, aren't you trying to play a spot in American football which is almost entirely based on stats? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Statistically, I'm not very good. Like, I'm just not. I'm probably one of the worst in my team, statistically. But the thing is with stats, you can make them look however you want. You want to show us as crap, you can make some stats to make us look crap. You want to show us as good, you can show us some stats to make us look good. You know what I mean? You can yeah. change the narrative to whatever you want with numbers. So I struggle with stats sometimes. But like Mick said, I mean, if you have loads of lo- lots and lots of num- of stats in context, all going into one narrative, it con- does kind of start to think, well, maybe this is true. So, yeah. We're a good team. I mean, numbers, you don't need numbers to say that we've got one of the best teams that I've ever seen play. Rather than, I don't know about anyone else. I'm very young, though. We said it a couple of years ago. Me, me, when were we speaking about this, mate? Talking about, like, last couple, about a couple of years ago, we were like, this has got the potential to be one of the best squads we've had. And right now, I think this is the best squad we've had in a very long time. We've got numerous players who you were like, yeah, he's championship quality. Yeah, he's high in championship quality. Michael Smith. Who in the who in the country does what Michael Smith does better? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you 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 look at you look across the divisions, um, and is there anybody any better at that at that specific job? Who has a touch like that at his size, except Akin Fenwar? Who has the body con- the ball control that he does at that height? And that Keith Moore at times, but as, I, I think Keith nice. Moore's first touch, his first touch, is inconsistent. When he, once Keith Moore gets under control, the chances are you're not getting ball off him. Whereas Smith's ball control is maybe not as good as that, but his first touch is, is, oh, is it's better. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. His first touch, <laughs> honestly, it's stupid. It reminds me of first touch, air. Mick. I think this is this is going back and this, and he wasn't as good a player. Chris O'Grady's his first touch. Yeah, yeah, at times yeah. was amazing. His all round great, all round game left a lot to be desired. To be honest, he couldn't get back in that score his life. Well, unless you were life. playing against us, then then he were really playing against us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that's, the only, that's that's the only Rodham striker I can think of who had you could fire the ball in ninety miles an hour and he could take it down. Yeah. Smith is similar similar to that. Um, I think he's a much better player all round. Oh, much better. Yeah, um, and and yeah, he's going to be difficult to replace when he goes. Uh, because spoiler alert, he will go. You know, <laughs> he, he ain't going to see his he ain't going to see his career out with us, um, no. particularly if he continues to improve. So uh, enjoy it while you can, and and let's see what we can build 
uh, to replace him as and when he does go. But yeah, you're right, absolutely. Um, it's it's going to be immense this season. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Let's move further back from the strikers and talk about Dan Barley. So, Danny, uh, I voted for him for man of the match on the poll uh, that they had on the uh, web and through the official site. And I just I know why he didn't get the team start of the season because he because he weren't at his peak and he weren't playing he weren't playing massively well. But it now looks really silly that somebody playing like this wasn't in the team because he is just spectacular what he does. And maybe the um, the spell out of the team made him kick on a little bit more as well because he's sort of turned into the prime league one ballet, isn't it? Like we had in uh, 2019-20. Um, and yeah, I think uh, the only reason he didn't get man of the match was because I think. <clears throat> Sorry if anyone's fanning my mic a bit. No, I don't know what's with it. I'm trying to unplug it in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's turned into a Premier League one bar laser. Uh, I think he didn't win man of the match because Reg had a better game. Mm. Um, it might be one of the rare occasions he has a bar laser has a better game than uh, Rathbun. Mm. So yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, no, I, I probably agree with that. I thought Rathbun Ben was. Let's not. <laughs> Again, with the Michael Smith conundrum, he didn't have a bad game. But it probably wasn't up to the standard that he's been recently. But Rathbone, he should have unlucky to score in the first half. And I'm maybe being a bit critical saying he didn't have a good game. I've been, I ain't seen him do out. Um, I've not been watching the past couple of games. That's true. You've been uh, away. So, yeah. yeah. And, but apparently, Maradona's recently signed for us. Posts I've been seeing on Facebook about it could be a Rodham legend, and he's like, How many games have you played? Less than 10. So, potential's there, yeah. mate. Oh, well, potential's, there. Potential, potential's there, but you don't get paid off potential, you get paid off no, you do. Result. Well, well, you do now, which is a big, yeah, that's why you're having big players flop. But yeah, he played all right. Um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of potential there. I think he's going to get found out by the the fouls. The not how aggressive he is, if that makes sense. I don't think. I think he's in the wrong era because football is a game now where I mean, well, cricket's more of a physical sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Than yeah. football, it's more of contact, more contact in cricket than uh, there's allowed in football anymore. So I think he's in the wrong era. But you can see the talents and qualities there, and the work ethic and the the what's it called the Determination is there, but yesterday we just we were just—we were all right. It went bad. Just a, hmm. We're all right. Danny's back with us. Danny's, with Danny's back with us. How's, how's your sound, Danny? Well, let's do a test, shall we? It's still—it's still not amazing. We can—we can work through <laughs> well, it though. We can work we'll through it. <laughs> so I've turned the volume uh, back down a little bit, trying to help. But... Oh wait, that's better. That is, that is, is better. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how, but it is. <laughs> Witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's give a couple of mentions to. We're going to come back to Rotherham United, but I want to mention some other stuff first before we come back and finish talking about it. First of all, we need to give a shout out to Rotherham United's women's team who have won, uh, beaten Sheffield Wednesday today, Sunday afternoon, 4 2 in the FA Cup. And that's Vitality FA Cup or something like that. So that's very that good mean? news. In the women's game? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where you're going with that. No, I have no idea where you're going with that. Oh, no. <laughs> um as as mentioned on Twitter, any win against Sheffield Wednesday is a good one. Um yeah. but we'll keep a cut eye. I'm interested in the Rodham women's team. I think it's all the, all the clubs put a lot of emphasis behind their women's team. 
Um, so we'll keep an eye. We'll keep a close eye on them this season. See how they get on. Um, more not again, non Rotherham United related. Non Rotherham related. This second one is. I want to talk about Sam Morsi and Accrington Stanley uh, losing one, losing two one to Ipswich Town, and I think it's worth mentioning because it just plays into the narrative of the bigger clubs and the bigger players. I don't know if Mick and Ben. I actually Danny knows what I'm going to talk about. I'm not sure if yep. Ben and Mick do. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so yesterday Ipswich Town went ahead and ended up losing two one to Accrington. Me and Danny have seen Accrington this season, and they were impressively physical. Uh, people call us physical. They they were they were so physical. In a, in a, but they know they are. That's that's what they do. That's what they are. That's not. They know that's not a dig. I hope. Um, but Sam Morsi took it one stage four. So this is the Sam Morsi that uh, Matt Crooks screamed at last season mm. after Michael Smith's penalty. Um, Michael uh, Sam Morsi said of Accrington Stanley that they are a horrible team. They play like a non-league <laughs> team, and that's no disrespect to them. That's just the style that works for them. What's now, a non-league team. Well, for me, he's said in that sort of disrespect. He's called them horrible, and he's called a League One team a non-League team. For me, that's incredibly disrespectful, Mick. And oh, it's just a lightweight. Just an absolute lightweight. What an embarrassment that man is. He lost two one. Yeah, that's why he's saying. It's poor. You don't have some sense about you. No, it's Sam Morsi. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Bipswick. He's not got much sense, has he? <laughs> <laughs> I got paid oh, more God. last year than them Bipswick players. Listen, mate. Listen, he's obviously gone there for football reasons, footballing reasons. He's not gone there for anything else at all. Anything at all. It's nothing to do with anything else at all, other than just pure and simple footballing reasons. I mean, he's gone. He's gone from... A championship club, admittedly, he's gone down a league, but it's not for any other reason other than football. You know, he's gone from being managed by one of the probably the best managers that that, that that in the championship to being managed by somebody else in a different league that's lower than that. But it's nothing to do with anything other than football. Nothing at all to do with anything other than football. So I don't know what you're saying, Ben. To be fair, but as far as the comments he's made, well. And that just that, that says more about him than it says about anything else, doesn't it? Uh, I think that's funny. I think that's funny as hell. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> what an absolute lightweight. I'm, I'm, I'm having to use the word lightweight. I've, there's another a number of other words that spring <laughs> into my mind that I, 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 are not really appropriate under circumstances. But, you know, I mean, yeah. It, 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 he's, he's one of these players that throws himself to the floor every time crowd show, isn't he? You know what I mean? Because mm. he thinks somebody's behind him. So, um, Whatever. Whatever <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't often like talking about other teams when we're not playing against Danny. But I saw this and I thought, do you know what? I, we, I, I, can't, I can't let this slide. I can't let that, that comment about a team like that because we know how to play against Ipswich now. All he's done is told everybody else, right? Ipswich don't like it up and get up and. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they going to do when they come to New York? He's just going to. He's not going to dare come out of changing room, is he? <laughs> <laughs> we change room saying is that big one up front still playing yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw the comments and oh, I found it funny because we all know how well run Accrington is their chairman's done an incredible job since he's took them over and they've got an incredible stadium now for a, a fan base of their size so they deserve every respect under the sun because they're a really well run club but I think Sam Morsi has taken on the man the same attitude as their manager I mean, he's a. I can't really, I can't really think of the polite word for it. 
Um, but I saw um, the interview. Yeah, we'll go with <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw the interview that he gave to Quest after Ipswich mm. beat Donny six nil, and you would have thought that someone would be really happy that they're six nil uh, because they've proven some, the reporter wrong and they sat up there and he just had the face like a slapped ass and. Mm. He treated the journalists with quite a lot of disrespect, and as someone who's an inspiring journalist, it was quite. Um, I took it quite personally that he's speaking to someone like that, because he was saying stuff like, "Oh, you, you were saying they were really poor this week, and now you were saying really good." That's football. Sometimes you play bad, sometimes you play good, and it's quite funny that he's gone from having a crack at that journalist to now they've lost two one against Accrington and then Sam Morsi's come out and said this. It's like is that whole club full of like bad eggs or something who? can't take a loss or a bad performance very well. You know, no. oh, 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 sorry, oh, sorry, 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 that just shows you you can spend as much money as you want. You can have you can have all you want in your team. You can have whatever whatever lightweight fairies that you want in your team. Is he their but, captain as well? You know what I mean. You can't buy I'm it. Not You're sure not going to be able to buy it. You're nineteenth, mate. You're nineteenth, and you're nineteenth for a reason. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. For the record, I think they will turn it round and think we'll be there mm. or thereabouts. They're not to win money this not, not we actually like that though. If you're going well, to long may that continue. Like that, eh? Yeah, absolutely. We've got may that continue a month or so. So let's hope um, <laughs> they continue that. I just thought we had to bring that up. Oh, yeah, well, I'm glad you've made me night, actually. It's sort of kind of finished my weekend off. It's been a decent weekend, you know, with one away. Everybody's happy. So that sort of, that kind of makes it even even sweeter, doesn't it? No, that will be clipped by um, IPTV for our comments on this. But anyway. Hey, I've been clipped by better clubs than that, I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd be clipped by better clubs than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Best I just okay. okay. Well, yeah. Better. Better is a strong word, doesn't make Well, <laughs> Luton though. Luton are better. To be fair. Yeah. Wednesday are above them. They're making better. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Just saying. I forgot what I said earlier. <laughs> that's, that's only tell the truth when they're important ones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about defensiveness. Back to Rotherham United. Uh, six defeats out of 11 games. Uh, again, once again yesterday, Mick, there was a moment where they had a shot which went past the far post in the first half. But again, we didn't really look like conceding. And I know Victor gets the clean sheet. I'll probably get a clean sheet bonus in his contract. But he's not had out to do, has he? No. No, and the clean sheet means as much to the defenders as it does to, mm. to the goalkeeper, doesn't it? You know, um, they're immense. They're immense. And to be fair, you know, we've got <laughs> we've got Wes Harding waiting in, in to, in sidelines. Can't get a game. We've got Joe Matic when he's off. fit. Yeah, Joe Matic when he's fit won't be able to get a game. You know, we've got strength in depth even there. So, so yeah, they, they've, they've performed really, really well, really well, um, and and. I'm, I'm just, yeah. There's not a lot I can say about them, to be honest with you. They, 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 yeah, they created a couple of chances yesterday. Well, I said they created a couple of chances. There were probably more mistakes from us rather than chances they created. Mm. But like we said the other day in the last podcast, you know, even if they do breach that defence, they've still got to get past Victor. Um, so, 
No, it's um, it's looking good. It's looking really, really good. Yeah, we've got we've now got the joint second best um, defense in the league. Us and Wednesday have considered nine. We're going to only considered seven. And it's like we've, we've said this loads of time, Danny. And it's really obvious thing to say, but it's a fantastic base to build. It, it gives you strike. It, not only does it give the rest of the team, it gives you strikers confidence because if if you know your team's going to consider a goal, there's then more pressure on the striker to finish the goal, finish the shot. But there's that confidence that we're not really going to concede many. So it gives the rest of the team that confidence. There's a bit, almost a bit more freedom, really. Yeah, and I mean, we've had six clean sheets this season in the league, seven if you count uh, the trip the Pizza Trophy. So, so much clean, right? Uh, and I think the only real scare that we had was the one that Victor created for himself. And I think that was because yeah. he was, oh, it was yeah. bored. It was just bored and then just wanted <laughs> to do something. <laughs> just wanted something yeah. to do. Yeah, he, he forgot to spit on his gloves and just went, oh, no, I've spilled it. Oh, look, I saved it now. Um, they should have done so much better with that. Yeah, they should have done that. That was that was their chance to uh, at least score one. Yeah. But, you know, Victor, Victor saved it. He's done something in the game. It's a fair play to him. Um, but, yeah, having a defence like ours this season where we are joint second best, on pe- like I say, on paper with the stats, uh, but we have the most clean sheets in the league, it's very encouraging at this, start in, at this stage in the season after 11 games, over 50% of them have been clean sheets. And we've only had one real serious breach, but since then we haven't lost, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it's very encouraging. And uh, hopefully it's still like this after 22, 32 and 46 games. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, We need to give some praise to the substitutions, Ben, um, because we criticise when they're poor. And to bring Mikel Miller and Georg Benny on with 22 minutes left, when you one nil up against the team who are already tired, it's not it's not a masterstroke because it'd be daft <laughs> not to, but it would just worked and, and they they caused so many problems and we probably should have scored a few more. I suppose it's a little bit of criticism. Well, maybe that was boy's <clears throat> crack. Maybe that was the um, um, maybe that was yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that was the uh, maybe that was the main game plan all along. You know what I mean? Like you said, mm. sadly tire them out and then being. Miller and Ogbeni on it's not who you want to see when you're tired, is it? No. Uh, so maybe that was a game plan all along. We don't know, but from the fan perspective, there were brilliant substitutions because it just pushed the game further out of reach. Because mm. their fullbacks aren't—they're not good defenders, Miller and Ogbeni. But when you're tired, it's not who you really want to be trying to take on for pace, attacking mm. or defending. Um, so yeah, they're good substitutions. <clears throat> yeah, I um, cruel. I just think it were really cruel on Cheltenham, to be honest. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that nice human being that Paul Warren is. You know that good human. <laughs> no being. mercy this season. Yeah, no mercy at all. There is there. Yeah, but I mean, why I mean, would you have mercy? Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'm. I'm. I'm saying it slightly tongue in cheek. To be fair. Um, but you know he's been criticised in the past for for being too nice. Well, you know if you if you <laughs> if you're playing against a team like that and you you're, you're already leading and then you make two substitutions and bring them to one, uh, that's hardly could could not in anybody's book ever be described as being nice, could it? Yeah, but what we're trying to do give him a chance to get him back in game. No, absolutely. Like but that's said, the point. That's t- yeah, that's exactly my point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't um, 
any issues with Chilnock starting mix? We, we talked we talked to this before the game. It seems to me, and I'll see if I assume you're going to agree with me. It seems like he's played two games already. We've got to manage his hamstring issue, and he's going away to international international duty where we lose control of him. We lose control of his training methods, his training times, and we can't manage him. So I, for me, it was a matter of right, let's take him out and put him on put him on with twenty minutes to go and make sure he's ticking over still. Can I just yeah, say I something so. before I go? You could have said something about hamstrings, aren't you? Yeah, when you've got a weak hamstring, right? And so the best thing to do is not let him run. So then he's he's, he's further resting his hamstring and further not working his hamstring. So that when it comes to full speed in the game, he's had he's got a not worked hamstring and a weak hamstring. So if the injury, the, the for me the risk of injury just increases by not letting him play. Yeah, it's still a stretch. Really it, 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 in training times, it's still going to stretch it off and work on it. It's not coming into the game. Stretching doesn't improve anything but short-term flexibility, which is means naff all, in my opinion. I'm not a sports whatever. I, I, I think it's I've more the case of if he's got a weak hamstring, it's better to focus on the strength of it in the gym rather than doing sprints. So he increases the strength of it and then getting back running full pelt again. Because I mean, he's, he's played. Two games on Saturday, on Saturday and Tuesday, mm. so I think he was going to get rested a bit anyway, uh, and he might have just done a bit more gym work on his hamstring before the game and going into internationals. My question is though, that's him and Lindsay have both done the hamstring. So what? What's the, is the strength? Is the hamstring strength and exercises in the team program, or what? What's crap with that? Because that's two people both out. Uh, with with Lindsay's, it was a very awkward landing that tore it. So yeah, that's got nothing oh. to do with a past hamstring. It's just a bit unfortunate for him. But Lindsay was in the gym in the hotel before the game, yeah. still doing work on it. So fair play to him on that one. Yeah, but when yeah, we mentioned that one massage, was... is, like, is it like massaging? It was pool therapy and things like that. I think. It's yeah. Said. Oh, I don't know. In a game, you're going to take thousands of pounds of force. So what we're going to do is put you in a pool where you take no force whatsoever. Yeah, but he's oh, he's injured. Wait. So you can't work at full 100% when you're injured. And if he's torn his hamstring, it needs to heal. So that'll be the uh, pull therapy. And then when that's healed, then you're back in gym strengthening it. Whatever. One day, here's what I'm going to say before you go, Ben. If there's a sports scientist that watches this or listens to this, get in touch. We would love to get you on and talk to you about injuries. How injuries work, how we look injured, about rehab and things like that. That Not necessarily to prove Ben wrong. I'm not not going to dig up Ben, but we, we talk about it and we're not qualified. So it'd be good to have somebody on, if anybody's out there, fully qualified, if somebody, you know, somebody who's a professional sports scientist, get in touch with us. And we would love sports to have scientist who's got, who's not just, yeah, sports scientist, yeah. A professional yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, professional yeah, Fully one. qualified. You said, I mean, you say it's not to prove Ben wrong, but that'd be an added bonus, wouldn't it? It would be an added bonus. It wouldn't. But yeah, if, if, if anybody get in touch, I will find out if you meet Ben's criteria, and then we'll do you. <laughs> I need to go. That would be brilliant. Okay. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. Ben, it's been a pleasure. We're not done. We'll see you soon. See ya. See ya, Ben. Anyway, back to Mick. I asked you a question about Chio resting him. Um, do you think that's what I assume? Do you think there was no way to drop him? Was there? It must have been a, a resting session. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he just he just rested him. Like you said, he's got his international duty coming up as well. Um, maybe they've got some inside information as to whether he's going to be playing or or, or what. We don't know. 
Um, and, and it's an ideal opportunity. Well, I, I think they were pretty confident as a management team that, that Cheltenham weren't going to really cause us that many problems, particularly out wide, bearing in mind mm. how they set up. Um, so, so it was an ideal opportunity to give Sadler a bit of a run, um, you know, and and and, and rest Chio. It, it was nice to see Mikel Miller coming back, coming on. I'm quite yeah. pleased with that because he obviously got. I, I don't want to say frozen out because that's probably not the right term, but he sort of ended up going out on loan last season as opposed to being brought back into the team, um, which you know whether that was the right decision or not is is is. Is irrelevant now, but um, it, it certainly seems to me that he can make it makes an impact every time he comes on pitch. So it's nice mm. to make to see that he's you know he's get his he is involved and he is in uh, in warning his thoughts. So, but for me, yeah, it was just a Benny's just a, just a resting jobby, mm. nothing else for me. Speaking of uh, getting someone who was a sports scientist, if anybody knows Mark Hoy, who is the club's physiotherapist, give him a bell and ask. And see if he wants to come on here because I'm just as interested as this person about <laughs> how you actually treat footballers' injuries. Because I've, I've had a little dabble at it when I injured my hamstrings, but mm. um, not at their level. You know, it's like they've said with Jamie Lindsay's mm. injury, it's six to eight weeks now. Jamie Lindsay wants it to be six weeks. So, <laughs> how do you how do you go about that? So, if anyone knows Mark Hoy, please pass on our interest to him and see if he can come on because that'd be a very interesting listen to. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. Um, just before we move on, we're going to talk about the Scunny game on Tuesday briefly because it's Pete's trophy. I'm not spend too much time on it, but it's interesting from our point of view who might play. Um, but let's just finish on the league stuff, Danny. Uh, Twenty points from eleven games. You really, really can't grumble at that. That's a really good start. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's our best league one start under Paul Ward. In fact, it's our best league start full stop under Paul Paul Ward. Uh, the only one that came close was 2017-18 when we got 18 from 11, whereas now we're sat nice and happy on 20 from 11. And funnily enough, the last time we got 20 points from 11 games was in 2010-11 season uh, in League Two. <clears throat> so it's a very, very positive start. Um, but it also makes you reflect in the great thing of hindsight of if maybe we'd have drawn with Wigan or not conceded against Crewe and, and Lincoln, we'd be top at League. Yeah. You know, so, so it's very encouraging this early start, but that's it's just that it's an early start. Anything could happen yet. We could have a sudden surge from Ipswich. We could have um, Portsmouth going an amazing run. Sunderland could take the league by storm. You know, there's a lot that could happen, but from the first eleven games, it's very encouraging from our perspective, and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely, and we're still sit top of the XG table. Uh, that title's coming home. And <laughs> more, more importantly, Mick, the curse has been lifted with the great yeah. kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That, I think all I think all curses are now officially lifted for this season. So. so the sky's the limit, isn't it? Yeah. Result. <laughs> play all those games in great kits now from now on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not. It's horrible. It's still no, horrible. Yeah. No. 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 Um, any other t- any other points before we move on? Before we talk about the pizza game briefly. No, most none for me. No, none for me either. Cool. Um, last day, I'll stand oh, the league campaign. Oh, I, I, I've, ju- I've just thought of one. Sorry, just thought of one. Um, the liner was in front of the away fans. He were a top geezer him because um, we, we had a bit. We had a uh, like an inflatable beach ball in the stands and we were throwing it around and it went onto the pitch. 
and the ref stopped the game and the lino trotted over and threw it back into the stands. And so we were all <laughs> chanting the lino's a miller. And then in the second half, he gave an offside against us and then the lino is a, you know. Um, so so it, he had some great crack and the referee had some great crack with the away fans as well. So, mm. yeah, fair play. That's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think putting the ball back to the crowd when probably didn't go down very well with referee. But <laughs> who cares? Who cares about that? Um, so, pizza, Papa John's Pizza Trophy returns. We are back in action Tuesday night against Scunthorpe. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. Anybody that is going, bear in mind it's a seven o'clock kickoff, not a quarter eight kickoff. Um, a win for us will all but put us through to the last 32. I don't know what the last, last, next round is. I so think it's um, last 16 of the Northern group. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the last, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's the last 16, last 32 overall. Um, we would go to six points, three points in the Donny. We, if we win, we would have at least a better a plus seven goal difference, whereas Donny's is currently minus five, thanks to good old Rotherham <laughs> Um It would have sense to put Scunthorpe out. Scunthorpe are having massive, massive problems, Mick. They're bottom of the football league. From what I've heard, they've got some financial problems as well. It's a sorry state of affairs for Scunny. This pizza trophy brings up these games where my fan of Scunny, you know, I think my first ever away day as a child was away at Scunthorpe in an FA Cup game when we got absolutely thrashed. So, <laughs> and and the, you look at the, pl- the playoff winning season where we went there in the league and Samir Jai scored and the playoff game with Joe Newell goal. They're one of them clubs that I want to see in the football league. Give me, you know, give me, give me them over Forest Green every, any day of the week. And it's a real shame what's happened to them since they lost to us in playoffs. Yeah, it is. It is, but you know, it, it's just that's just how football is at the moment, isn't it? You know, everybody taking a gamble. Lots and lots of owners taking gambles, and um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough, and and I don't like to see it. Nobody wants to see a club like that struggle like they are doing. You know, um, they've got a decent history at, at this level, at our level. You know, um, so yeah, it's it's sad, but. It is what it is, isn't it? You know, we, 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 we've got to concentrate on ourselves. Um, so, uh, this trophy, this this game on Tuesday is it's just a chance for us to give. It's, it's like it's like us playing under-23s. We're one of the big boys now, aren't we? We're playing our under-23 squad. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, like Premier League Wallers are doing. So, um it's, it's, yeah, I'm quite, I'm kind of quite looking forward to it. To, to be honest, to see some of the I don't want to say fringe players because they're not fringe players, are they? You know, the likes of Akeem uh, Duffin and, and, and Sadler and and and, and Bowler, All these players are not. They are all justifiably knocking on the door of the mm. first team. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some of them play. Um, but that's all it is for us, isn't it? Really, realistically. Yeah, yeah, it is. We have met them four times in this competition. Um, we beat them twice in the nineties, ninety two in the Auto Glass, ninety four in the Auto Windscreen Shield. Those were both three one wins. Uh, but we all, we played them in two thousand nine in the area final and lost three nil on aggregate to Scunthorpe. So a fifty fifty um, win and loss. Um, what Stephen Adams asked Danny, what what's your lineup going to be? For this one, there are parts of it where we know what we know going to be. Vickers is going to come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, you assume Jake Hull's going to come back in because Woody's not going to start. That's almost a dead cert. Um, Adolphin's going to come in. Freddie's going to come in. 
there, that's it. You know, you've got a spine there. Where do you build around that? Who, who, who do you want? Maybe where's Harden? No international for him. And he's not played for a few games. Yeah, um, he could bring Harden in. Um, maybe try him on the right of defence of that centre back lineup. Um, bring Matakin if he's fit enough on the left hand side. If not, then I'd say Harden on the left and Inekwe on the right hand side. So I think Edmonds Green deserves a little bit of a rest as well. Yeah. Um, so you could say same for for Rathbun, couldn't you? But uh, just a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's a, like Miles it's, Ezra over the last few games. I think he just yeah. definitely deserves a rest. Yeah, so so you could say your midfield could be uh, a Dolphin, Barlazer, and Wiles, um, or even bring Sadlier in to the middle of the park and let Wiles have a rest as well. So then you could bring it could be Sadlier, Barlazer, and and uh, a Dolphin. Uh, that left hand side, I'd say you put Mikel Miller there, uh, yeah, give Ferguson a little bit of a rest, make sure. Well, Ferguson can't start. Yeah. 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 So I'd bring Miller in, and then on your right hand side, um, potentially play Chio there because he only did a little bit of time. No, he's off, isn't he? Yeah, he's off as well. Which play right hand side then? That's a good point. We could play Grant on the left left side of play, so you could possibly put Miller on right hand side. You know, we played, played Miller on right yeah. side against. Donny, you got your bowler. Bowler could play on left hand side as well. It's been out for years as well. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and then up front, I'd go for um, Ladipo and Grig. I'd say. Mm. Same as yeah, they yeah, let them to operate a bit better together as well. Um, but like Mick says, it's it's weird because it's it's something that you want to see more of the fringe players, but calling them fringe players isn't the right thing because they they could they could probably start every week if. One, if someone dropped out or if someone had a stinky, then they just come in very naturally. And it'd be interesting to hear Warren's thoughts on this year's Papa John's trophy because there's no reason at all with our depth in our squad why we couldn't go a lot further than recent years. Because I think over the last two, we've only gone um, into the group stage and never progressed recently, well, yeah. recently anyway. Um, but it's all building up nicely to something like the 96 one where we didn't get very far for a few years and then suddenly bang we're in the final might happen yeah. this year we don't know um yeah but I, I think it should be it should be one of them games where we are ever so slightly tipped to win and i hope it's not one of them games where we tip to win and then we lose one nil <laughs> that'd be really <laughs> unfortunate yeah it would definitely uh, it's, it's fallen a bit lucky, Mick, because the game against the Charlton has been called off. And it was similar to the Donny game, whereas if we were playing on Saturday, there would be more chance. I think we'd see a lot more youth players playing the game. But because we ain't going to worry about Saturday, it then does allow you to... There's sense in playing Barlazer, for example. To Barlazer yeah. play, he has two full weeks without football. It makes yeah. sense to keep him ticking over. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, and that will only be played at 80%. We don't want to get an injured, yeah. do we? It means nothing, this trophy, let's be fair. As a, as a competition, no, come on, yeah, unless you get to the final. As a competition, it's a reserve tournament. That's yeah. all it is. You know, it gives players that are not getting... Stages. Yeah, mm. it gives players that are not getting starts that opportunity to get some game time. You know, players coming back from injury to get some game time, some competitive game time. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't care about it. I don't, honestly... But I'm sorry, I, I know I should do, but I, I can't drum up any sort of enthusiasm for it at all. We said this I think a lot of <laughs> I think yeah, it yeah. is the Premier League teams that upset it. They just take away the interest. Yeah. It's like, oh, playing against Premier League youth teams, what's the point? 
Yeah. Um, when it comes back to that old argument of would people have more interest in it being the League One and League Two trophy if there were no mm. Premier League teams? Even if there were a few National League teams in it, would it drum up more interest in the Premier League teams? Probably, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. But, definitely. you know, all Premier League teams, all exposure. But uh, it interestingly picks up when all Premier League teams have gone. It, mm. It's like nobody cared about the... Uh, 2018 competition and Chelsea under 21s got to the semi final. I know. And, yeah. and then as soon as they were out, right, we can crack on now. And, and mm. then the final got a lot of interest. Hopefully, it's the same this season. All Premier League teams go out early. And so a lot of people just start coming into it going, oh, we're playing such and such. I played them for a bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, if we're against Scunny, we're effectively through because goal difference, mm. which means our last game, which is at home to Manchester City under 23s or whatever they are, will be effectively meaningless. Which is ideal because we can just not throw it, but play a really weakened team. We don't need to win it. Why would you not? Because yeah. that won't be during international break, as best I can tell. Um, Stephen Adams mentions what about Angus in news? I haven't had any update from him. Um, he's still, you know, the last news we had a few weeks with Lincoln, where he was at the game, not not playing, obviously. So you never know. There, there might be a, a surprise to be sprung. McDonald might be able to make the squad. That that'd be fantastic. We see Angus Mellon make the squad and get some minutes under his belt. This this will be that would be perfect. I think there's been an Instagram post of him training, haven't there? Uh, on his Instagram account, I believe. Might be wrong, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like I mean, so. Matt immediately pick up her phones like that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't even know what that is, but I've noticed. <laughs> Just read it. That's all. Um, there's obviously the speculation going around on social media as to what the issue is, but I don't. There's no need to speculate. Is that we don't know, um, and all, all we can hope is that he's back in a Rotherham United shirt as soon as possible, really. Um, but hopefully, hopefully he is back training. So, uh, I've seen a picture of him training on 23rd. He was also at the Joshua fight last week, if anybody's interested, according to his Instagram. All right, fair enough. That's, that's the update. If it's going to, no, I don't know. Anyway, we've gone on massively long here. Um, so yeah. apologies to everybody. Uh, my wife was waiting for me to finish as well. Apologies to her as well. Um, we will be back... We will probably do an episode on Thursday just to have a quick look back at the Scunny game. There's no Saturday game to preview this week. But we will pull them back anyway because we can have a mini-season review, an 11-game season review. Um, keep an eye on the socials because from when the football returns, we're going back to trying to do a match day. So we're going to do a post-match like match day like we did last season, where, wherever possible. Sometimes it might not be possible because away games and whatnot. But keep an eye on that because we, we, we enjoyed them, mate. And yeah. everybody else seemed to enjoy him. And we've got Danny. We've got a few more people that can help can help us, not just us two, which we always... Yeah. It's naturally just me and you and make us great. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few of where we wanted to open a vein, weren't they, last season? So, <laughs> yeah. Or Cardiff. Was yeah, Cardiff uh, being yeah. a prime example, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so keep an eye on all that. We'll try and get some more videos out on YouTube and the more stuff out on the podcast. If you like, and if you're watching already and you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel and on iTunes if you prefer an audio version. And I said, we'll be back live Thursday night on YouTube, out of the, out of the audio Friday morning for anybody that wants to listen to that. And we'll be back, see what else we've got for the week after, if we can get anything through. Uh, thank you much, Danny, for joining us. It's always a pleasure, mate. Yeah, always fun to chat about football for an hour. And Ben, bit. I'm sure Ben is listening. It's been a pleasure having you with us, Ben, even though you're not with us anymore. I hope you're probably in your 15th putting by now <laughs> uh and mick uh thank you for coming yeah whatever <laughs> uh thank you boys and girls and we'll see you soon thank you very much